Adventurers and friends, welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. A recap of Session 22. While still in the Hermitage of the Blessed Lightning, we come across a demonic ritual focused on a wolf. We decide to intervene, and we save the wolf, who becomes our friend. We then continue to explore and find a bunch of different empty animal pens. Then we find an animal pen that isn't empty. It's a bigger enclosure that looks like a jungle, and it has two leopards in it, who immediately break out of their woefully inadequate containment. Initiative. I don't want to fight them. Are we just going to, like, submit to a TP- TKP? <laughs> I don't want to hurt you. Just kill me. <laughs> All right. I guess let's roll up new characters. <laughs> They're on the endangered species list, Tyler. I'm leopards? not going to have that on my conscience. Panthers or leopards? I have no idea. I just made it up. No. Probably both. Quit making shit up. At the top of round one is the leopard who broke down the door is just outside the threshold of the pen entryway. And they have this ability called Aura of Smoke. And every creature within the aura is concealed. And that's a 10-foot, it says aura. I'm just going to treat it like an emanation. So what that's going to mean, Jebediah, Kestrel, Moonlight are all inside now that the smoldering leopard is active inside this aura of smoke. So we can't see him? It's considered concealed to you. Concealed. Basic concealment or? No, just concealed is while you are concealed from a creature, such as in thick fogged, you are difficult for that creature to see. A creature that you're concealed from must succeed at a DC five flat check when targeting you with an attack spell or other effect area effects aren't subject to this flat check. So basically, if you want to attack it... 20% mischance. Yeah, you want to attack it, you want to hit it, make a DC 5 flat check. The uh, Smoldering Leopard, with its first action, makes an attack against Kestrel with its jaws. So breaking the door down wasn't its first action? No, that's just how combat was initiated. Well, that doesn't seem true. Yeah, it doesn't when it rolls a 29 on initiative, but gets a 20 to hit... Kestrel. Uh, that will be a miss. Alright, then with its second action, the second action, it's gonna try to bite you again and get an 18 to hit. Miss again, Fred. And then just out of pure frustration makes a claw attack against you and gets a 22 to hit. I guess so. Well, the claw attack gets you for nine points of damage, eight right. points slashing, and one point fire. Interesting. Burn says it. Claws across your flesh. So then after the smoldering leopard, it's Savatri's turn. I move a little closer, so I'm within that uh, 10 so I'm 10 feet away, and I'm going to try to trip it. Go ahead and make that DC 5 flat check first. 13. Perfect. And the trip. 25 to trip. 25 trips. And third action... I will just take a swing with the whip again. No. No, I won't. I don't want to hurt it. I do nothing for my third action. Then, after Savatri, the other smoldering leopard that's still on the other side of the threshold, with one action, using something called the pounce action, the leopard strides and makes a strike at the end of that movement. The leopard leaps out from the behind the bars of the cage, 
through the door and attacks Moonlight for a 29 to hit. Uh, yeah. That's a critical Critical hit. All right. Go fuck yourself, leopard. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was dogs that chased sticks, not cats. This is going to be... Unconsciousness for Moonlight. Oh. Yep. 25 points of damage against Moonlight. Yep, I'm unconscious and dying too. That was its first action. With its second action, it uses the pounce ability again. Doesn't have like a flourish or anything? It can do that as many times as it wants? Does not have any sort of trait that says it can only make this pounce uh, offensive ability attack once per turn or anything like that. So with the leopard's second action, it will stride. Can't wait till bipolar pop dart calls you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then that uh, strike action against Savatri. Why are you attacking me? Because you're nearby. There's two people closer than me. Gets an 18 to hit. Yes. Yeah. Then with its third action, this isn't going to hit, but just to add to the whole situation, it's going to use an ability called Maul. Which gives it two claw strikes against oh a creature it has grabbed. Never mind. Yes, I fucking thought. <laughs> That's what I fucking thought. Then it makes a claw attack against Kestrel. This third yeah. action. Just real quick, does it have to take the flat five check to be able to hit in its own uh, smoke? And no, it doesn't have to. It it specifically says uh, smoldering leopards can see through this concealment. Well, you hit. All right, with the 22, it looks like I do. That was the third attack. And that will deal four points of slashing damage and two points of fire damage. All right. And then that's its turn, which leads us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. I want to do a three-action heal, but I think I should attack. Okay, I'll swing at... I need to roll to hit him. All right, well, my first attack misses. And then... I'll make a second attack. 19. 19 hits, and the 10 that you rolled will go overcome 15 damage. That's a big solid hit. That's max damage for you. And this big black of smoke comes spurting out of the wound. And I will be done. All right. Then after Jebediah Kestrel, it's your turn. Action one. Good battle medicine, my friend Moonlight. Don't hurt me this time. I'll try not to. Well, I get a 12, which is a failure, so I'm going to use my hero point and attempt that again. And that time I get a 24, which succeeds. Moonlight, you will heal. Jesus. Two. You heal two. Gotta be fucking kidding me. Well, at least you're up. Fucking snake That's almost worse. Because now he's wounded two. Yeah, it's almost worse. Wounded one. Not only wounded one. Because I was pointed out that when you go from dying to wounded... It's basically its own track. With my second action, I will activate Flurry and attack the Smoldering Leopard 1. I get an 18 to hit, which looks like it misses. You got it. Second attack from Flurry, a 15 to hit, which will also miss. With my third action, I will cast Shield. That's the bottom of round one, which takes us back up to the top. We've got the first Smoldering Leopard that bursts through... He's going to make a jaw attack on Kestrel and is going to get a 26 to hit. That'll hit. 
Alright, that is going to deal you seven points of damage, four piercing and three fire. And with its second action, we'll use the grab creature ability. It doesn't have to make a save or attempt to do anything. It just sinks its teeth into your thighs and holds on. Mm-hmm. And then with its third action, Scorching Maul. The Smoldering Leopard makes two claw strikes against a creature it has grabbed. A creature hit by both claw strikes also takes 1d4 persistent fire damage. Both attacks count towards its multiple attack penalty, but the penalty increases only after both attacks are made. I enjoy that it's doing all this while prone. Did it? You tripped it? Yeah, it's prone. Fuck. I mean, it can still do it while prone. Yeah, it, it can still do it. I'm imagining this, it doing this while it's prone. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, it is prone, and technically you're right. It can do all this prone. So why not? Just, Let's just keep you know, it. Latching onto his leg. And then clawing frantically at it. That's going to make two claw attacks, both at multiple attack penalty number two. First one's going to be an 11 to hit. That's going to miss. Critical miss. Does that mean anything Probably particular? Not. No, okay. Then it means it its... turns over. It's done. No. It's second claw attack using that ability. It's going to get an 11 to hit, which also misses. Yes. And that's its turn. That takes us over to Savatri. It's your turn. Cool. Uh, I need to heal people. How much do I need to heal people? Moonlight. Do the big one. Jeb's down 12. Kestrel's down 20. Moonlight's down 30. I'm just going to do a fucking uh, three action heal. Maybe they'll be our friends. There's there's one enemy that's... There's one that's hurt. Come on. 2d10. Not bad. 15. Nice. Everyone gets 15 HP. Moonlight, it's your turn. What will I do? I will stand up from prone. I don't see any really good options here. Um, second action to move away. Third action, let's just cast tentacular limbs for the fun of it. That'll be my turn. And after Moonlight, it's the other leopard's turn. And this leopard is going to make a jaw attack against Jebediah. Get a 26 to hit. Okay. Jeb is going to take 13 points of damage. They rolled bad on me. Two fire. He's going to use its second action. Zero fire to me, so. Oh. There you go. Okay, so then 11 points of damage. Then with its second action, it's going to grab you. That's going to spend that third action to make its uh, Scorching Maul attack. So if die. you're already grabbed by it, it could attack you six times in one turn. Yeah, you could do that scorching maul three times if you're already grabbed, and grabbed it lasts till the end of your creature, the creature's next turn, right? Yeah, I, I don't think grab works like that. Grab until the end of its next turn. It's specific then. Then yeah, I guess if it's grabbing you, it could technically attack you six times. Maybe don't let it do that. The monster automatically grabs the target until the end of the monster's next turn. That being said, it did make two claw attacks against Jebediah. And uh, the first claw attack misses. And the second one, it's a 21 to hit. Looks like it hits. Which is going to deal. Would be seven points of damage, but is only actually six. Because one of that damage is fire. Jeb don't fucking care about fire. Well, it's not that much. 
That's going to be that leopard's turn. That takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. I attack it. Did I already use my hero point? Yeah, I did. Done. I swung and missed several times. Then after Jebediah, Kestrel, it's your turn. You're also currently being grabbed. Yes. So I will attack the one that is... I mean, that's not going to stop me from attacking the one that's to my west, right? No, not at all. Yeah, I'm going to attack the one to the west, since that's also the one that Jeb can hit. Uh, first action, we will activate key strikes. Second action, flurry of blows. Attack one is a 28. Two that hits. Hold on a second. While it's grabbed, yeah. or grabbing, it should be in the also have the grabbed effect on it, doesn't it? That's not the way it works in this game. Really? Yeah. Gra- grab does no negatives to the creature doing the grab, apparently. I deal at five damage, three of which is force. All right. And my second attack with flurry. You get a 23 to hit it. That hits. Six damage, four of which is force. Nice. With my third action, I will again cast shield. Let me roll d20s to see if I hit. So here's for the first attack. I do. Yep. And the second attack, I don't. So I don't actually deal it that second six damage. And then, yes, if it could give me a fortitude save. All right. It's going to get a 13 on the fortitude save. That is a failure. So it is stunned one. That takes us up to the top of round three, where we have the leopard who is grabbing Kestrel. It is also still prone. He has to decide how badly he wants to piss off his players here. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'll admit, is perfectly within his right. Right. It's not Tyler's fault. He uses its first action to stand up from prone, which I see no reason why I couldn't do that while grabbing you. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. Seems fine to me. Then, with its second action, do the Scorching Maul attack. Now, because you grab, you're flat-footed. And, of course... It has sneak attack. So here comes the first claw attack. Ooh, nap one on the die. That's a miss. It is. Second claw attack, 20 to hit. Only because I'm flat-footed. All right, then is going to deal you 12 points of damage from the normal attack with an additional four from the sneak attack because you're flat-footed. All right. Total of 16 damage. And then with its third action, grabs you again so that it maintains grab through the turn and then through its next turn. All right. And that takes us over to Savatri. I do another three action heal. 10 HP. Moonlight, it's your turn. Stupid cat needs to give me a will save. All right. It gets a 10. Fails. Man, it could have been one lower and I could have critically failed. I'm casting Phantom Ah. Pain. So I was going to take four mental damage. Okay. And this is the one that's grabbing on to Kestrel right now. Yeah, it's the only one I can see. And it's also going to be take persistent and sickened. Final action, I will cast shield. After Moonlight, we go over to the leopard that is currently grabbing Jebediah. And this is my question. Is it currently grabbing me? It got stunned. Ooh, good question. Fuck. You become senseless. Yeah, and stunned can't is you act. can't act. I mean, That's grabs. This one seems to be a GM call. And I'm going to say that, yeah, in this particular circumstance, there's no way that it could keep pressure down on your leg to be able to continue grabbing you. So you're right. You are no longer grabbed. 
this leopard does lose its first action because it is stunned one. Makes a jaw attack. Gets a 28 to hit. Deals Jebediah 14 points of damage. Nope. 12 points of damage because two of them was fire. And will spend its third action to grab you. Jeb, it's your turn. Alright. I'll give Turtle and she'll go right here and attack this one with the claw attack. I mean, bite. 25? That hits. So it would be flat-footed also. Oh yeah, I I didn't put flat-footed on that. Did that crit by chance? Probably not, but... With a 27? No. 27 does not crit. Oh, and I did the damage. It's actually... It's 6 damage total. Alright. And then I'll swing at it. I get a 12 to attempt to hit it, and then I get a 16 to fail. And then I roll my dice again, because these guys are really fun. That technically makes it. And I get a 5. Not technically, it does. It does. And (laughs) I miss again, and I'll be done. Kestrel, it's your turn. Action 1, Flurry of Blows against uh, Smoldering Leopard number 1. 15 to hit, which is going to miss. Second attack. Uh, Nat 20. Let's roll a d20 to see if I actually hit. That's another nat 20, so yes. Nice. Okay. Critical hit. Let's see it. I deal it 8 damage. Action 2. We will just attempt to hit one more time. Get a 16, so that'll miss. Action three will be shield and also please a fortitude save. Fortitude save of 20. It succeeds. That is the end of my turn. That was the bottom of round three. We go up to the top of round four. This is the leopard that is currently grabbing Kestrel and will use its maul attack. First will be a 14 to hit. Miss. And the second claw attack will be a 22 to hit. Will hit. And that's going to deal you nine points of damage plus an additional one sneak attack damage. All right. And then I don't see any reason why it just wouldn't use Scorching Maul again. It's a little bit of a crit fish situation because it's going to be at a third multiple attack penalty, but Kestrel here come two more claw attacks. Ooh, one on the die. A miss. four will miss. And the second attempt, 17. Miss. All right. Then, with its third action, we'll grab once more to continue that condition. Oh, and we'll take, at the end of its turn, two points of mental persistent damage. Only get an eight to try to overcome the persistent damage. Moonlight's Phantom Pain does work. After that, the wolf that's in the other room is kind of seeing everything, like play out here a little bit and seeing these leopards just ribbing the pa- the party to pieces. Uh, the wolf is going to spend its first action to stride into the room and use its second action to attack the leopard that is currently grabbing Kestrel. And gets 23 to hit. That's going to hit it and deal it 12 points of damage. And then is going to use its third action for an ability that it has called Knockdown. And knockdown just basically knocks him prone. Go wolf. Then after the wolf, Savatri, it's your turn. Savatri will try to trip leopard number one that's holding a jab and gets a 10 hero point. Gets a 26 trip it. 26 does it. And then I'm just going to hit it with the whip. Miss. Let's try it again. Miss. That's right. my turn. 
And after Savatri trips the leopard and misses twice, Moonlight, it's your turn. I guess I'm going to try to telekinetic projectile this one that I can see. That is going to be a 23 to hit. That'll do it. I don't know. What can I pick up around here? <laughs> I mean... I guess I just use a book out of my bag. <laughs> you, a bunch always, of and you always have the book option. Stuff. It's true. There's a uh, rock line sure. in the pond. Uh, we'll call that bludgeoning anyways. Almost minimum damage, seven. Seven points of damage as rock comes flying and hits that leopard in the back of the head. And third action, we'll shield again. Then after moonlight, it is the leopard that is currently grabbing Jebediah. It's prone. It's going to spend its first action to stand from prone. Use its second action to do the scorch, the scorching maul ability. First claw attacks can be 26 to hit. These are. And we'll deal eight points of damage because Jebediah resists one fire damage. And make a second claw attack and get a 27 to hit. That will deal Jeb seven points of damage. He's resisting two fire on that one. Just as. Fuck us a little more. You're forgetting the sneak attack damage. Uh, no, I was going to do that all kind of at the end here because a creature hit by both claw strikes also takes one D4 persistent fire damage. So, yeah, I suppose we'll kind of do this all at once there. Here's the two sneak attack from the strikes. Jeb taking additional three damage. And you now have one D4 persistent fire damage on you. With its third action, is going to maintain the grab. Jebediah, it's your turn. I'll use a two-action heal on myself, which is 2d8 plus 16. It's 23, right? Am I dumb? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's 23. And then I will swing at the creature. Die, leopard, die. 27. Ooh, 27 hits. Six. We're done. Oh, I guess I need to do the d20 thing. Yep, d20 for your persistent damage. Never mind, I'm no damage. Done. And Jeb, you'll take an additional one point of persistent zero fire damage. damage. <laughs> that which is, you're right, is zero. All right, then Kestrel, it's your turn. Well, since the one to my south has now been damaged more than the one to my west, I don't want to split damage, but let's try and kill this thing since we've got the wolf on our side. Who didn't move into flanking like a fool? Action one will be Flurry of Blows. A 25 to hit. That'll hit. I will deal it two damage. Second attack will be a 15 to hit, which looks like it misses. It does. Um, Let me roll that d20 to see if I actually do hit. I get a 10, so I do. It does. And is that 23 you rolled? It's fortitude save, it looks like. I think that is correct. 23 fortitude save against Stunning Fist. Stunning Fist, it succeeds. With my second action, I think I'm actually going to battle medicine myself. I get an 11 and fail. Not a critical fail, though. And with my third action, I will cast Shield, and that is the end of my turn. After Kestrel, top round five, the leopard who is grabbing Kestrel is prone, so is going to spend its first action standing up. And with its second action, is going to do the Scorching Maul ability. First one is a net 20 on the die. That's critical hit. 14 points of damage to Kestrel. Pretty shit rolls. Thank goodness. And make a second claw attack. 21 to hit. <sighs> hit. Should be a miss. Because but it's I'm grabbing you. Yeah. 
seven points of damage to Kestrel. Kestrel, you now have 1d4 persistent fire damage now as well. All right. All right, then that's its turn. Sneak attack damage? Ah, thank you. It's two of those hit, didn't they? Five more damage. Kestrel. Kestrel goes down. Kestrel goes unconscious. Kestrel is laying in a heap, being chewed on by a leopard, and is slightly on fire. It's the wolf's turn. The wolf will spend its first action attacking this leopard, making a jaw attack. Gets 27 to hit, and will deal that leopard 12 points of damage. Use its second action to knock it down, and then its third to make another bite attack. Gets 20 to hit, that hits. Deals it 12 damage and kills it. The wolf comes in and completely mauls the leopard that just put Kestrel down and rips its throat out. I enjoy that this wolf is doing more than any of us. Well, because the damage dealers, I mean, Moonlight actually is dealing decent damage, but Jeb and I keep getting grabbed and just kind of controlled and are rolling poorly. Well, and are rolling really shitty. Yeah, you're guys. When you guys do hit, you miss because of the concealment. Mm -hmm. That's okay. We're going to prove that you're superior players. We'll see the thing is. Overcome this challenge. Because Jeb. Because of the wolf. (laughs) But that's the the thing. Like, like both in the crypts, like in the catacombs, that went so well because we didn't just combat combat. We got those guys on our side. And this is going to turn because we didn't just combat combat. We got the wolf on our side. Like, 100%. It's a, I mean, yeah. Those are advantages that we have earned as players. True. It's Savatri's turn. Two action heal on, was it Kestrel instead? Yeah, boy, Kestrel. You get 32 HP. Whoa. Big fucking heal from Savatri. Third action, I try to trip Leopard One. All right. The power of Callistria. Oh, shit. That was my last heal, by the way. And I failed the trip with a 15. That was your last heal? Yeah, I'm out of heals. It's like 9.30 in the morning. Yeah, Don't worry, all three of, all four of mine are gone too. Wait, you prepared four and they're all gone? Yup. I've used two of my three level two spells. Tyler, have you been paying attention to tonight at all? I mean, I have been paying attention. It's just one of those like, wow, the amount of resources you guys are dumping into this encounter to come out on top is amazing right now. To come out on you, top. You mean to not, not fucking die? To survive. <laughs> hey, surviving, to survive. surviving is coming out on top. Tyler, go fuck yourself. A bunch of pessimists. <laughs> this is going to be one of those days where we're just like, nope, fuck it. We're going into that shed outside and yeah. we're resting for 24 hours. Fuck you. I brought, I brought my full six-person tent. I've got all sorts of food and, and drink on my mule. We're good, man. Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight moves to the south of the leopards. And we'll use telekinetic projectile on the one that's still alive. Oh, yeah, nat 20. Something actually went right tonight for me. Crit hit. <laughs> I suppose this is a target spell, isn't it? I got to roll. It is. You do have to make that roll. And I got a 15. That makes it. Grab some more rocks. We're going to do a 25 damage. Holy shit. Two Solid. sixes, a four, and a one. That, that crit damage was both sixes. <laughs> nice. That was fucking impressive. Uh... 
I think that's my new highest damage done in one turn. I think so too. The big rock just crashing into the leopard that's grabbing onto Jebediah. Is that your turn? Uh, and then, yeah, I moved and then. Oh, cast, you did move. So. All right. Then after Moonlight, it is the remaining leopard's turn. This one is the one that is grabbing onto Jebediah. This one will use its first action for the Scorching Mall attack. First claw is a 26 to hit. Second claw is a 19 to hit. Do they both hit? Yeah. Okay. I don't think the persistent damage stacks. So I don't think that uh, Persistent damage of the same type does not stack. So we're not too worried about that. However, you are going to take... You will take 22 points of damage after your resistance as it claws at you frantically. With the second action, it's going to grab you once more to make sure that that pertains and persists through. And then make another claw attack. Ugh, net 20 on the die. 20 points of damage to Jebediah. Jeb goes down to dying two because it's from a critical hit. Kestrel, it's your turn. All you have 32 right. hit points now, but you're prone. Yes. Uh, with my first action, I will stand. With my second action, I will activate Flurry of Blows and attack this panther that just took down my friend Jeb. Well, that's a nat 20. Let's see if I hit. I do. So we will deal it eight damage. And it looks that like that takes it down. That kills it outright. With my third action, I will battle medicine Jeb. And I succeed. Jeb, you immediately heal 11 damage. Jeb, you're conscious again. And you're wounded one is how that goes, right? Correct. And then I also need to make a flat check to try and not be on fire, I guess. Yeah. Well, here, let me go ahead and pass the turn so you take that fire damage anyways. Take four points of persistent fire damage. I do not succeed. I help pat out the fire. Yeah, I start dousing myself. I run to the pond. I jump in the pond. God, there you go. I'll allow it. <laughs> That starts treating wounds and shit. Sleep. Good way to put it out. Yeah, do we want to stay in this room or get out of this room? Let's just stay in this room and not move and find new enemies. I mean, it hasn't even been an hour since we treated wounds last time. Probably let's not. let's sit here for a few hours to heal. Yeah. Je- Jeb's down 32. I close the doors. Hmm. What doors? There's no doors to close in here. There are no doors to oh, close Oh, I thought those were like two open doors. I see. I, I was not looking at that correctly. You guys don't want to search through anything after all of that stress and Why would we search a bunch of animal pens? And, I don't know. Because he's telling us to. Fucking A right I am. 17. Uh, Sabatri doesn't care about animal pens. She's more worried about healing Jeb. That's true. Which, I don't think Jeb ever actually had anybody try treating wounds before on him. Uh, I actually he think wasn't right. hurt. Yeah, you're right. He so I'm going to try to treat wounds. It's a critical success. Yeah, it is. 20 in the die. And decent rolls. Jeb, you get 21 HP. I feel more comfortable searching. That also removes the wounded condition off of him. Kestrel's the only one who still has a wounded condition then, or... Oh, no, Moonlight has it. Moonlight has it. So Moonlight and Kestrel are currently wounded one. And uh, Jebediah, after Savatri heals you up, you can kind of take a glance around. You guys all search. You do find in the cupboards that are right at the, uh, you know, the entry of the animal care area here, you find two gloves very nice 
supple leather gloves. I fucking burn them. Detect, detect magic. They're magic. They're healer's gloves. You can soothe the willing adjacent creature's wounds, restoring 2d6 plus 7. It's a single action. Plus one item bonus to medicine checks. Basically looking at a... Once per day. Yeah, I'll wear them. Give them to me. Well, so yeah, no. what I would say is what we should probably do is maybe go... We could even go outside. Like, we could go to the shed. I, and we could just go to my tent. Well, and and we just go back to the kitchen, well, the kitchen barricade yeah, ourselves back in. I'll, Let's just I'll, go back to the fucking circus. <laughs> some food. <laughs> yeah, kitchen. I'll go make up some food. We're good. We're just going to hang out there for the day. And, and you think we can bonding. hang out in the kitchen for like 24 hours? Yep. Team bonding. Yep. And nobody's going to come for lunch? We'll, we'll cook them lunch. How many things how, are how still many, alive How many people here? can still be here? I mean, we even killed two extra I ones. I imagine there's a boss. <laughs> I'm imagining there's a boss left, and it's probably in that room as locked. And he's just walking through the hallways. You're, like, you're not gonna Hello? just have the boss come through, come out of the locked room that Hello? we're supposed to like work to get into. Is anybody here? Where are you guys? And that's when we lure him into the kitchen and I poison him. <laughs> that's how this whole thing's gonna go. Well, let me try to heal up people with medicine here quick. So, Kestrel, Merrill, on you. That's a critical success. Nice. You get 15. Well, I'm good. Uh, spend another 10 minutes for Jeb. 22. He gets Snake Ouch. Eyes. 2 HP. Ouch. And 10 minutes for Moonlight. Who gets 4? During that time, I regain my tentacular limbs. I don't. I think I need my focus spell too. So I don't know. We we basically spend like an hour, basically, or forty well, minutes. Let's let's have mechanical mechanic stuff out of the way. You guys are standing just outside of this habitat with the door broken down, the two smoldering black leopard bodies laying at your feet, uh, with just smoke rising. The wolf with the red stripe down it. It's uh the crest of its fur down to its tail, just kind of sits and looks at Jebediah and has his tongue loll out of its mouth and just starts panting. This thing is the my murder buddy, right? Oh yeah, I fucked one of the panthers up. Uh, in fact, the wolf actually stands up and looks at Turtle and kind of like gets down on his haunches a little bit and kind of strafes back and forth a little bit. His tail's wagging. Is he trying <laughs> to kinda... brawl? No, he's just like sniffing Turtle out right now. Turtle thinks this wolf's trying to get in on Jeb. Maybe the wolf's trying to get in on Turtle. Maybe We're gonna Turtle keep could the be wolf your pet. long enough for me to get lycanthropy. <laughs> Turtle could be your pet, and the wolf could be Turtle's pet. So you could spend one action to give Turtle two actions. <laughs> yeah. Then Turtle could spend one action to give the wolf two actions. Do we want to go finish off searching those rooms? So we rested for an hour, healed up a bit. Yep. So we just have aquarium room? We have a bunch of doors that we that at least Moonlight assumes are more bedrooms. And then one door in the in the um, mosaic room that we haven't opened yet, it looks it's like. It's the aquarium room. Aquarium room and then the double doors that said we needed to clean cleanse the hermitage before it, they would open. So looks like we're looking going so room to room. Clean this place like Clorox and shit? Just walk across that press the digitation the whole way. Alright, I will descend into the hallway then again. We'll come with him. And I'll just 
I'm not even gonna look at it. I'm just gonna open them and see if that's all there. If until just I kick see every single that's door open. Not, yes, <laughs> right off the hinges. All right, so the party just kind of follows Jebediah as he goes on a door yeah. kicking spree. Yeah, I think so. All right, all right. I mean, that's all the the doors in the northern s- section of the Hermitage that haven't really been opened, but these are all hermit rooms. One thing I want to get across to you is that every door that you kick in, Jebediah is not really paying much attention to what he's kicking. He's just kicking the door. Is there something living in there? No, moving on. But as the rest of you walk by, you can see that there's some pretty gruesome scenes in some of these rooms. There are murals painted with blood uh, that look like possibly demon lords of some kind. You see a lot of really spiky, unintelligible runes scratched into the walls and onto the wooden furniture all over the place. Everything's really unkempt. You can see more in these rooms than you did in the others. Some of the visual manifestation of this corruption, which you don't really fully understand yet as to where exactly it may have come from. You kick the doors all the way to the end of the hallway, and there are no living beings in any of them. Didn't now see on, that coming at all. <laughs> now on the right side of the hallway, you also have three more doors. Kicking those open too? Yeah, I think yeah. I mean, I'm not Jet, but also yeah. So we're moving more to the east, you said? In, you know, to, in What's various... The final one? The final like one's another latrine. It's a privy, yeah. The final one's another privy. This one has three holes. I they love have... how they're just open. Like there's right. only three people sitting in there shooting at the same time. Well, yeah, they don't have any dividers or anything. You no dividers to support no each seats. other. Just... Have you ever taken a shit and just stared deeply into another man's eyes? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean... that's the stuff. <laughs> you know what I say about closed doors. <laughs> That's not how you make friends. Open it up, Jeb. Let's give him a hug. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make sure you right. knock first. Uh, so you you open the door to this room. These the master suite. Crap, that's a big room. It, it looks like there's two chambers here. Like this beginning chamber, the entry chamber. The first thing you walk into looks like an office of some sort. There's a small desk on the western side of the office walls. It's not very big. It's only ten feet wide, fifteen feet deep. It has a few chairs that are in here. It's lined with bookcases. Uh, it looks like that it might be lined with, you know, historical and religious lore, bestiaries, beast fables, the occasional adventure story. But beyond the office, you find in, or you walk into a bedroom with a big double bed uh, compared to a lot of the single or twin beds that you've been seeing in all the other hermit cells. The bedroom is furnished with an armoire, a metal bathtub. It looks like there's a nightstand next to the bed. It's just a nice room. All right. Um, so I guess we'll do I mean, a, I'm a perception s- check in this room. I mean, like it's 21. See if there's anything that jumps out as special or interesting. 23. Or valuable. Savatri gets a 26. Savatri, you find tucked in the drawer of the side table or the nightstand next to the bed, you see a journal. There's a journal in here. You also find the desk contains a recent letter from looks like a distant a distant Gazran Abbey, and there are a couple of scrolls 
rolled in with this letter parchment. There's also a small cash box in one of the desk drawers that contains, wait for it, 29 gold points. You got me on 29 gold. Fuck the rest of the stuff. Yeah, let's get the last one. We're good. They can rule the world. It's fine. No, um, let's let's take a look at the the diary first. What's it? What language is it in? Is it in common? It's in common. I guess I'll skim through the diary quick and I'll pass the the scrolls over to our uh, druid. See if he recognizes the scrolls. I'll give Jebediah the chance to identify these. Jeb, do you have any sort of way to identify it outside of a nature check, like a, a cantrip or something that does this? I mean, there are outside one, of detect two. magic, no. Okay, no, there's nothing that identifies anything. Yeah, you just um, spend 10 minutes using a skill related to the spell. And in the case of all three of these, they would all be nature checks. Shock. And uh, my character can know that, because like, they look like nature checks? Uh, no, not Because, I mean, if I say, I mean, unless I Because if how I don't know it's a nature store, could I, would I know to even... How about I this? I mean, I guess the Savatri made an educated guess that they were in nature, because we're in a fucking druid palace. Yeah, druid hermitage would kind of yeah. make me assume primal. Jebediah, you actually, when you get the scrolls, you take a look at them, you see that they are actually written in druidic. I can read that! I'll explain to everyone here how to read Druid quick. And oh shit. <laughs> you have no more powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the scrolls are written in Druidic, so it's very obvious that they are, in fact, I'll make primal a spells. solid attempt at 28. Okay, this is this a bulk check, or you want three of them? I want three of them. We're gonna fail two, get one. Okay, I'll roll a, roll a D3 for me. Uno. After 30 minutes of looking through the three scrolls, you're only really able to identify one of them. Uh, The one that you're able to identify is a scroll of personal rain cloud. You bastard, I wanted you to say that, like, lightning storm one. Personal rain cloud? So you get to have a rain cloud that, like, just hovers over your head, always raining? It's really just depressing. I'm having a bad day today, you just turn the rain cloud on. That'd be so funny. Oh, my God. Savatri, the journal. The journal is very, very interesting. Interesting to, like, Ted or interesting to Savatri? Let's go ahead and just give you what's in the book and you tell me whether or not Savatru finds it interesting. So uh, on the first couple of pages, you find a very detailed set of sketches to something that's been labeled as the Aaron Tower. Aaron Tower? Aaron. E-R-R-A-N. That's the same. You're on the Isle Aaron. Yeah. Right now. This tower you kind of see it's not exactly a pyramid it's it's but it's not exactly a straight you know two parallel sides tower it looks like it's made of a solid stone the interesting thing about this particular drawing is that there is like a golden circular object that looks like it he notes says rotates rotates around the tower out of reach from the top of the tower, but equal to the height of the top of the tower. I've been on this island for a while. Do I recognize, I mean, do I know what this tower is or have I heard of it? You do. In fact, if you think back, this is actually something that would have been on the far distance of the horizon as you were traveling to the Hermitage. You, Anybody who's been on the Isle Aaron, 
you can see the Aaron Tower. So it's a prominent feature of the island. In that sense, it is instantly recognizable. Well, then, as you guys are standing in Harlock Hamdiel's bedroom, you can only assume it's his. You've heard that he leads the hermitage, and this is clearly, after exploring the whole thing, must be the bedroom and office of the person who leads it. You have the discussion as to whether or not to go open the door or sleep. I think we're going to choose sleep. I think we have to. The only question is, where do we want to do it? What time of day was it again? I think it's pretty early still. Isn't it like morning? It's still pretty fucking early. Swanee, are you like completely out of spells? We're both out of like all of our healing, aren't we? I have a second level heal. I don't know if you're trying to make a point to... Not sleep. I wasn't sure where you're getting it. Oh, I am out of heals. Oh. I have a single magic weapon spell left. I am out of spells. I just wanted to see where we we're actually at with spells, so. The wolf had followed you into the room here, but he kind of pops his head out. You know, like a dog does. He's sitting at the foot of the bed near where Jebediah has been looking at the journal. Pops his head up, looks around and then starts head haunched down walking towards the doorway into the office and the room here. Uh, well, it seems like this wolf is selling us something, so... <laughs> yeah. Pretty prepared to ignore it, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what, the, see what the wolf was getting its hackles up for. Is there a word hackles? Isn't that it is. Yeah, it is. The wolf kind of steps. You guys didn't close the door and uh, the Harlock's sweet. Here. So he kind of pokes his head out through the door and slowly pads through the aquarium room up to the door. And he kind of sniffs at the door. I think the wolf would like us to encounter whatever bastard's behind this door. That's not what he said. Uh, I mean, I will take your word for it. You're the dude. <laughs> well, did it speak to us or was that writing on the wall, on the door? Uh, no, no, it spoke to you. The door itself? I try to interact with it again, see if I have done the cleansing. Is everybody kind of approaching the door? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually going to take a step back just in case. <laughs> Moon- Moonlight's hiding behind one of these pillars. That's just the most cautious tank in the planet. But I'm also really fast, so if shit goes down, I can get in there. That's true, that's true. As the party kind of approaches, the wolf notices and looks behind of that that. Jebediah is approaching and just kind of takes a seat. And Jebediah, as you get closer, the door the door swirls to life. And how many keys do you guys have? Do you have two? Two keys. Yeah, they looked identical, right? They did. Like you had said. Yeah, they're two obviously Gazran keys. The doors swirl to life. The beasts that are decorating this door turn to Jebediah and speak in unison. The corruption that has shut this door has been cleansed. The only corruption that remains is beyond and it opens wide into a fucking sentient door 
Yes. I thought it was just like a fucking recorded message the first time. <laughs> nope. Sentient door. All right, then. Well. Well, I don't want to enter it until it gives me consent. Oh, it just opened itself to you. All right. The door opens into a large and resplendent shrine to Gazra, the wind and the waves. The floor, which bears a mosaic depicting Gazra's battle against Rovagug in the defense of all creation, is broken by two narrow moats, one filled with churning water and the other with shrieking winds. Four slender bridges cross these moats, which appear bottomless. At the far end of the chamber is a raised dais with an altar in front of two massive statues. One depicts a bearded storm elemental holding aloft a bolt of lightning. The other is a stern woman wearing clothing of sea foam and wearing an ornate coral crown. What a fucking room. This is a fucking room. Some beautiful artwork on the map, though. It is. is. That's very cool. In moats? Did you say moats? Moats. Bottomless moats? Bottomless moats of air and water. I don't know how you would know that they were bottomless. Like, you can't really see that far through water and turbulent wind. (laughs) Of course, and in typical styling, there are also some creatures in this room. In the room, there's a uh, a male priest standing next to the altar over the body of a bald man in gray robes. And as you enter the room, that priest turns to you with rage and fire in his eyes. In front of him, just on the main floor below the raised dais, is a, uh, a woman who has two lizards attached to chains around her wrist and the chains go to collars around the necks of these big lizards and the lizards have like green spittle dripping from the corners of their mouths as they're hissing that kind of hits the stone and sizzles as it dissipates Deus Deus? What if I... Whatever. Dias. Dias. Sounds like two new pets to me. <laughs> yeah, we've got a couple more animals to have. <laughs> As you enter the room, the uh, the male priest at the top goes, Who are you? I'm Jeb. He looks taken aback for a moment and goes, Jeb, what are you doing here? When I, when I hear that there's words happening, I'll... I'll come in and, and move up with Jeb. Who's this? That's my, Jeb, too. I play along with Jeb. Yes, my name is Jeb, too. This is highly unorthodox. Well, you should know you're the priest. His eyes dart left and right for a second as he mulls over the thought and goes, Yes, I do know this. I, I lean back over the door. Jeb's three and four. Come in here and have fun with us. Jeb 3, reporting for duty. As, as you guys are all pouring in here, the, uh, the lizards are holding, pulling tight against the chains around this very muscular woman's 
wrists, and she's holding them back right now. And who are these people? You're none of the hermits. We had to let the hermits go. This is your new cook. Hi, I'm Jeb 3. I'm your brewmaster, Jeb 2. And I'm your security, Jeb. I'm a tree. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many Jebs. And did that tree just talk? Attack them! Wait, that's why you're going to attack? Because we have a talking tree? You're a heathen. It's witchcraft, obviously. (laughs) It's obviously witchcraft. Attack them! Yeah, yeah, go ahead and roll me initiative. (laughs) You got it. As soon as the priest that is uh, standing on the dais... uh, gives the order to attack we assume attack positions and Kestrel you go first I sure do so I'm gonna do some movements here at least first I want to like move to here and being sure to avoid an attack of opportunity from the southern lizard I, I am to the south of the dais within the first ring of the Venn diagram of moats I run over the bridge and what kind of check do you want me to make to jump up there onto the dais? Or can I just do a like a leap action? Dude, where... that's just a leap action. Right. Yeah. I mean, I... if it if it does have a vertical component to it, it's... it's it doesn't really. I mean, okay. yes, the dais is raised, but it's not raised, you know, several feet. Just some stairs leading up to the altar. Yeah, I mean, this is the leap action. You can move up to three feet vertically and five feet horizontally onto an elevated surface. But oh, even wow. then, that's that's not even necessary. Yeah, I got. Then, yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna parkour it. I'm getting up there with the caster, and uh, I'm to the caster's southwest, basically behind him. With my second action, I will, uh, or that that's gonna have to be my third action. I will cast shield. Okay. Kestrel moves all the way to the back next to the priest. But you got all the way there and then just cast you? <laughs> yes, because I'm afraid everything's going to attack me and I want to not die. Good idea. I'm a tank, well, not, not a cannon. Well, then we're going to go down to the next in order and the, uh, the priest that's standing on the dais looks down at... Uh, the woman holding the lizards and says, And Krisha, release the lizards now! She uses her first action to unravel the chains from her right arm and her second action to unravel the chains from her left arm. With her third action, will stride up the dais and go adjacent to Kestrel. And then... It is the lizard that's on the southern side, on the southern bridges, will use its first action to stride across the bridges to the side of the moats where the players are on and scuttles up to Savatri with one action. With its second action, is going to bite Savatri. No, he's not. Rolls a natural one on the die. And it's going to make a second attack against Savatri. For a 19 to hit. That is my AC. Okay. Then that's going to be seven points of piercing damage. The corrosive acid that is dripping from its jaws gets stuck on you 
you have like dripping corrosive acid coming off of your armor and digging into your skin. You have 1d6 persistent acid damage. That's, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. No reflex save or incredible. anything. Just automatically happens. Yeah, you just have it. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. It's Jebediah's turn. Well, I don't want the whore to die, so... <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'll step up, use positions to also get Turtle in position. Any reaction from the lizard when Turtle passes by? Not at all. Alright. I'll have Turtle do a bite. 16 to hit. Flanking. With flanking, 16 does hit. Okay. Uh, 7 damage. That was uh, Turtle. Do you get an attack? Yep, I'll take a swing as well. So 14 misses. Done. I'll be done. Alright, then after Jebediah, it is Moonlight's turn. Okay, Moonlight will start off by pointing their finger out and this little black bead flies forward and just it seems to suck all sound into it before just exploding in a burst of sound. Is this spell a sound a sound burst? Uh you know it is. It is sound. Oh, oh, oh. Boom. Uh then fortitude save from the male priest on the dais is a 17 and the female she-hulk was a 21. So the priest fails, the retainer succeeds. Why do I roll such shitty damage with this spell? 2d10, I deal 6 damage to the priest, fucking 3 damage to the retainer. I just rolled the shittiest damage with this spell. Um, And then I do believe on a failure, the priest is also is deafened for one round. And with my final action, tentacular limbs. After moonlight, it is the corrosive lizard that's on the northern side of the room. This one uses an action called lurching charge, takes two actions, and it strides up to double its speed, which just basically means it skitters all the way up to Jebediah, flanking with his partner. And at the end, he makes a jaw strike. And if the lizard moved at least 20 feet away from its starting position, it gains a plus two circumstance bonus to this attack roll. Which it does. Gets 21 to hit. It's going to deal Jebediah nine points of piercing damage and is also going to leave just dribbles of acid, corrosive acid, all over your armor and your arm where it bit you. Okay. Yes. He's going to then make a... His third action is going to be a grab action. So you are now grabbed as he's got your arm, like your forearm, firmly in its grip. Uh, fucking grab. Then Seems gonna, to be a trend. Yeah, it sure does. That's going to bring us down to our deafened spellcaster. He puts his pinky in his ear and goes... Mmm. It only makes a difference if the action has the auditory trait. Otherwise, Deafened is way less impressive than it was in 1E. Like, 1E is seriously fucked with any caster. It's kind of just fine. All right. Now it's like, unless you're a bard, fuck who cares. Yeah, exactly. Then uh, the priest will spend all three actions 
casting a spell. It is Savatri's turn. Uh, Savatri will cast magic weapon on Jeb on his Borax. Uh, Borax. Third action. Did we ever figure out? So if I trip while he's grab, like grabbing him, does that affect the grab condition? You know, it's a really interesting question that we haven't found any direct ruling on. So I think I'm going to say it depends on the situation. In this case, we've got a medium-sized lizard and a Jeb. So grappling onto his arm, if you trip a lizard, it's already very low to the ground. So it's not going to make a huge difference. I'm going to say it won't affect the grab. Well, I'm going to do it anyways, just because that will help Jeb. I'm going to attempt to trip lizard number two. Uh, I get a 13. I'm assuming that won't do it. It will not. So that's my turn. Then after Savatri, we're going to the top of round two. Kestrel. Kestrel is going to take a step action to his north. He is now directly behind the priest and to the northwest of the retainer. I make an an athletics check to shove the retainer because directly behind the retainer is a moat. You are correct. Most certainly is. This has to beat the retainer's fortitude DC. Fortitude DC, yeah. I am going to action point that. I get a nine total. This is just too badass to fail. So we're going to try one more time. Hero point. Hero point. That's a nat 20. Oh. Okay. So the shove action means that when you get a critical success, you push your opponent up to 10 feet away from you. Yep. I choose only five. You can stride after it, but you must move the same distance and in the same direction. I am not going to stride. Okay, then why don't you go ahead and describe to me how you Foot shove to the chest Leonidas style. This is the circus of white wonders. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I kick him into that mode. Let's see what happens. I'm curious. Yeah, he should get a grab and edge based uh, reaction. Absolutely, 100% gets the grab and edge reaction. Basically needs to make a reflex save against. Well, it says the climb DC, so I don't, I don't know how you're gonna, what DC you're gonna use. Here's here's the thing. I use his want, athletics check. <laughs> I want to use his athletics check, and this is gonna be really hard for Encrisha, this retainer, to make this check. So, reflex save using the grab and edge reaction. Seventeen on the die is a 23 that is still a failure the uh, female retainer and krisha as you've heard her name boots in the air arms flailing (laughs) falls down this moat that just is filled with high velocity winds flying through here and as soon as she hits the moat she starts pinwheeling in the other direction, and you just hear her scream echo softly into the distance. Jesus, it really is bottomless? It really is bottomless. Fuck. Don't go down there. Yep. I like Stand that that happened, but we also just lost any loot she had on her. 
Well, eh, it's like just, if it's just a corrupted. This, this was gonna be a, a tough fight. Wasn't that the named one? That was one of the named ones. They're both named. Cool. Action three. I activate flurry of blows, and I'm going to attack the priest. Uh, that's gonna be a miss with a twelve, and with my second flurry attack, a twenty-two looks like it hits. It does. I will deal that priest six points of damage. Fortitude save from that priest, please, for Stunning Fist. David, you ready for the roll that is potentially going to put a stop to this entire encounter? Yes. 23. 23 is perfectly Okay, that succeeds. Okay, all right. Then, wow. Uh, Kestrel, I am going to give you a hero point. Yay, I give my hero point back. fantastically done. Uh, I enjoyed all of the optics on that. You absolute fool putting them five foot from the moat. You know, it was uh, it was a go to protect the the priest moment, and uh, that's what happened. After Kestrel, it is the lizard that's to the south of Jebediah, the one being flanked by Turtle and Jebediah, is going to use a two action ability called Gout of Acid. And this gout of acid is a 15-foot cone. The lizard takes a five-foot step back to the south and to the west as to catch Jebediah and Savatri in a gout of acid. You're both going to need to give me reflex saves. I'm her hero point that. Throw the nat one. Going from a nat one to a nat 20. Uh, Savatri, you obviously critically succeed. This is a basic reflex save, so you take no damage. However, Hick, uh, Jebediah Hickburn got a 16. That fails. Jebediah is going to take seven points of acid damage. This lizard opens its mouth wide, and this just spray of acid comes from its mouth, covering Jebediah and Savatri. Also, covering the lizard on the other side of them, but Lizard seems unaffected. Then after that lizard's turn, it is Jebediah's turn. You are currently being grabbed. I will give a turn to Turtle to run around and flank behind the one grabbing me. And she's going to bite at this one. It hits. 18 does it. 5 damage. And I'll roll my flat DC check to manipulate a swing and succeed. And I'll attack the lizard all right yeah spencer's right you have to roll a five and a flat dc check in order to use the manipulate action or any action with the manipulative trait 17 17 hits because the lizard's tripped and flanked right now oh my god six damage that is dookie that's dookie damage jeb i'll try to swing again can i break a grapple uh, you would have to make it the escape, 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 escape action, <laughs> the escape action. Which you can use athletics or acrobatics for. Whichever you prefer, or a melee attack. However, it does have the attack attack trait, so since you've already mm-hmm. attacked, it would be at a minus five. It'll be more next attack twice. Oh yeah, then it'd be at a minus ten. How do you have any actions left? Oh, you're right. I gave one to Turtle. Sorry, you haven't done. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then Moonlight, it's your turn. Jeb needs to make a persistent check. Failure. Fails and also takes three points of acid damage. 
Moonlight's gonna try something that is most likely gonna fail, but really hoping that maybe the priest rolls a one. Nope, didn't. Um, I attempted to daze them. They succeeded their will save. Which means no damage, correct? Um, it's still a basic will save. So it's half damage. So it's half damage. Basically, I was hoping they would critically fail and would become stunned. Trying to stop that spellcasting. Right. I mean, as a spellcaster, I just kind of feel like Moonlight would know like something's going on here. They have been casting for a really long time. <laughs> and then my third action, I'm just going to cast shield. You're not even in the fucking room. I'm just kidding. No, but what else am I going to do with my third action? Cheer it's me up. Always a good idea. Shield. It's the lizard who currently has Jebediah in its persistently acidic grip. Yeah, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't just keep chewing on Jebediah. So he's just going to keep chewing on Jebediah. With a 13. I'm going to keep chewing. Another attack. This one's going to be a 12 to hit. Third action to maintain the grab. Which is going to bring us over to our spellcaster who completed his spell. And this shimmering line appears in the air. Out of that uh, shimmering line pops a watery shark with drilling vortexes for teeth. And the priest at the dais gives that elemental an action. Two actions. It can only move 15 feet on land, but it's still going to. And it's going to move over to next to Savatri and Jebediah. And it's going to make a bite attack against Savatri with 17 to hit. That's a miss. Then that leaves the priest with two actions in which it uses to cast another spell. This one's called Flaming Sphere and drops it right on Kestrel. Uh, I roll a critical failure. And I think I'll, uh, yeah, I'm going to use that uh, that hero point you gave me, if that's all right. That hero point? Okay. And re-roll that reflex save. What'd you get for the, after the I hero point? I get a point? 28 for the uh, re-roll. Well spent, because those Flaming Spheres get nasty. They do. All right, then there's just a ball of fire in your five-foot space that you are dodging out of the way of, but it's still there. Then after the priest, it is Savatri's turn. Uh, I'm going to battle Medicine Jeb. Thanks, comrade. Uh, 23 for the Medicine checks. That's a success. You get 12 HP back. Uh, Second action, I will attempt to trip Lizard number one which is the one down to the south that's not really in combat right now. That's a nat 20. That's a critical trip, bud. Hell yeah. So, was a d6 of damage, was it? Su- successful trip plus d6, if I remember correctly. Double checking. Yes, it is. Uh, it's four damage. All right. And trip. third action, I run the fuck away. <laughs> really, I'm just going to run behind uh, Turtle. I feel safe behind Turtle. He's my friend. Meow. After Savatri, we're to the top of round three. Nope, sorry, Savatri. Give me a d20 roll for the persistent acid damage that you just took. Six persistent acid damage. 
Got an 18 on the check to get rid of the persistent damage. Oh yeah, that that does it. So that was a big hit on the persistent acid damage that time around. Kestrel. Action one, key strikes. Uh, action two, activate flurry. 26 to hit. Oh yeah. Seven damage. Second attack. 22 to hit. Looks like that also hits. Yes, it does. Eight damage. Um, action three, uh, crit fish with a third attack. And that's going to be a miss. The corrupted priest gets a 10 on its fortitude save. That is going to be a failure for the stunning fist. Woof. Is that a critical failure? No. The save no. is 19. So he is stunned one. It is the lizard that is on its ass right now. Uh, uses its first action to stand up from the, pro- the prone condition use its second action to stride up to Jebediah and its third action to make a bite attack against Jebediah with a 28 to Jeez. hit. Yes, sir. 28 is a critical hit against Jebediah. That's gonna be 18 points of piercing damage and persistent damage doesn't stack so that's not an issue. That was all three actions. Jebediah, it's your turn. You're being flanked by the scaly boys again. Um, I'll fail my manipulate check and try again. And do it to level two heal on myself for 2d8 plus 16. I'll heal 24. That's all I can do. And then I fail the persistence. Six points of acid damage. Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight is going to back away a little bit and then they are going to cast Grim Tendrils on the Brine Shark and Corrosive Lizard. It's kind of awkward, but the way lines work, that is where I need to be in order to hit those two. Okay, so you move deeper into the room in order to be able to line up the Brine Shark and the Lizard. Correct. When we say deeper into the room, we mean Actually, back <laughs> farther away from the room everybody else is fighting in, and back into the uh, aquarium room. So I will need fortitude saves from them both. All right, the lizard gets a twenty-two, and the brine shark gets a twenty-eight. Well, they both fucking succeed, assholes. So it would be eight. So it takes four. So each of them take four damage. On the lizard, I think I roll them separately, and the other one would be six takes three. And that will be my turn. It is the lizard's turn. The one that's grabbing onto Jebediah. And he's got himself a tasty treat that he doesn't want to let go of. And he's going to keep chewing on Jebediah. Natural 20 on the dice. Fuck off. Making every single save and then he's rolling fucking bombs on his attacks. Jebediah is going to take 20 points of piercing damage. Then, with the lizard's second action, it's going to go ahead and just keep chewing. Going to get a 19 to hit in your flat-footed state and uh, deal you an additional six points of damage. After that, we go up to the priest that's on the dais with Kestrel. 
and with the priest's first action is going to kind of backwards stumble and run away from Kestrel off of the dais and towards the intersecting moats. With its second action is going to sustain the elemental that it summoned. And with his third action is going to... Actually, the first action was stunned. That's true. Oh, shit. Fuck. Choices. Lawyer, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Now that makes a big difference. Threndel here, that's the the guy's name, this male priest, is really concerned about how close and up in his grill Kestrel is getting. So he's going to spend lose his first action because of stunned. Still spend his first action to stumble, run down the dais, and with his third action, sustain the flaming sphere, not the summon elemental spell. The problem with having two sustained spells at the same time. And because the sustain action actually is what gives you, allows you to give actions to the thing that you summoned, the brine shark does nothing. And in fact, just kind of explodes in this like small spray of dissipated water, like a water balloon popping. Is that how it works? So that it actually goes away if they don't sustain it? Yep. Cool. But with the sustained action they did take, they take this flaming sphere. That's a and, fair trade-off. That's a fair trade-off. And it gets it up in your shit again. So give me a reflex save. Ugh. 14. 14 will fail. Kestrel, you are going to take 13 points of fire damage as the sphere rears back and slams into you. If only you had a personal uh, rain cloud. <laughs> Only. Savatri, it's your turn. I can cross over these little bridges, no problem, right? No problem. Okay, so my first action, I'm going to move 25 feet to cross over both those bridges and get right up in that priest's face. Oh. Second action is going to be my focus spell. I'm going to hit him with save for this thing. He critically succeeded. Rolling that 20 on the die for that will save. So it is unaffected. There goes my focus spell. Uh, Third action, I'll just try to trip him. Never a bad action. That one. um... Wow, dude. That was a very unlucky turn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to hero point that. Use my last hero point. I'm going to mute myself and go back to playing Minecraft now. (laughs) (laughs) It was a nat two. Oh, yeah. Hero point for a two on the die. Uh, Which, in this case, is not a critical failure. So you don't have to drop your whip. It's just a regular failure. Kestrel top around four. Indeed. Well, it's a risk getting myself abutted to one of these moats. But I move to the priests northwest and I want to say a quippy line like Have you learned nothing from your friend? And athletics check with my second action. Gonna try and kick him into the moat as well. Get a 17 to beat his fortitude DC. Okay, okay. Well, what do you think? I think that's going to be right on the edge. It's a caster. My fort's only plus 8, so my fortitude DC is only 18. Monks have great saves. So I think a 17 has a a shot. I think it's going to fail. But it's probably going to fail. That does fail. I have a 17, and 
generally these guys are a little bit better saves than yeah. we have. A little bit higher level. So then with my third action, I will simply uh, activate Flurry and attack. Does the shove have the attack trait? Oh, shit. It does. It does. It does. Okay. All right. Attack number one. Get a 23 to hit. 23 hits. <sighs> two damage. And attack number two. Going to be a miss. And that is the end of my turn. Then after. Oh, Kestrel. and I need a fortitude save, please. Aha. Yes, this was coming fixed. Fortitude is, oh, not one on the die. That is a critical failure. And what does that mean with Stun, stun Fist? Stun, stun three. Fuck. Yep. All right. Well, that happened. Good thing you remembered. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, after Kestrel, then we go over to not the lizard that's grabbing Jebediah, uh, but the one that's on the other side. And seeing the situation that's going on on the other side of the moats here, that lizard is going to use its two-action lurching charge ability. And that lizard is going to scuttle up right next to Kestrel. And at the end of that, because it moved more than 20 feet, this jaw attack is going to be at a plus two. So it does a 19 hit Kestrel. A 19 does not hit Kestrel. All right, then with its third action, it's going to attempt to attack you again. Ten's going to miss. It does. Jebediah, it's your turn. So I'm not grabbed anymore because uh, you forgot to grab me, so... Oh, did I? I mean, I'm not going to be a dick like that because you purposely didn't take your third action for that reason. You just never said it. But... Oh, but I didn't take the third right, action. Right, yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Third I'm pretty sure I was going to renew the grab. I didn't, All I right, didn't uh, say it, though. Yeah, I have no choice but to tag with everything so we'll have turtle go first hey uh spencer i just looked at the strike action strike does not have the manipulate trait oh that's convenient yeah i'm not gonna complain oh my Uh, god first bite's a one hey it's all right that's why she's going first uh 22 to hit is this turtle or you this is turtle turtle that 22 will hit 10 damage nice I will use my strikes to this thing. 21. 21 will hit. 10. You kill it. Boom. Can I use a turn to get rid of persistence? Uh, You can use a turn to reduce the DC of the roll that you need to make. So I'm a turn or, or, or a Sorry, action. Sorry, action. Action, yeah. Why haven't we like, picked up any potions on the way in this fight? <laughs> um, all right, I will. Yeah, I'll attempt to make the DC low. Okay. All right, well, we'll take it from a 15 down to a 12. Go ahead and make that, that roll. Well, then, Jebediah, you get a 4 to save against Persistence, but doesn't quite make it. You take 4 points of acid damage. Moonlight, it's your turn. Uh, Moonlight's going to move into the room and stick into their spells here. I'm going to try that... Uh... Grim tendrils again. Uh, that's going to catch both the lizard and the priest, correct? Correct. All right, then the lizard gets a 16 on the fortitude save, and the priest gets an 18. As both failures, we will deal them each six damage. All right. And that's my turn. Thick, black, imposing tendril 
lances through the lizard and the priest, and they are both looking real down on health. It is the lizard's turn, and the lizard is not dead. It is dead. Ah, it's dead. Never mind. It's the priest's turn. Stun three, bitch. It spends Stun its three. It spends all three of its actions losing all three of its actions, which takes us to Savatri. Uh, first action, I will try to trip the priest. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven is going to be a critical success. One damage. Priest falls and hits his elbow really hard on uh, the stone floor. Second action, I'm gonna battle medicine myself and fail the 14 rough and third action i will kestrel's doing okay on hp i'm gonna give kestrel uh guidance that's my third action thanks i was thinking about running away but i don't think either one of those things is gonna push me into the <laughs> then kestrel it's your turn all right your chance take them both down i'm gonna try action one uh will activate flurry and attack the priest first yeah, guidance in your first hit. Thank you. I get a 17 to hit. That hits. Would a 16 have missed? On the priest? Yeah. Yes. It <laughs> have. Thanks. Buffs for the win. Six damage. Six damage. You punch the priest right in the nose and it bloodies it. Uh, the priest alive. is still alive. Attack two from Flurry. Ooh, a 12 is going to miss. It will. Uh, with my second action, we'll just attack again at the priest. Desperation. That's going to miss. And with third action, I am going to simply cast shield. But I do need another fortitude save from the priest. Priest gets a 13 to save. That fails. The priest will be stunned one next round. All right. That's crazy that a critical failure goes from one to three. That's, That's so nice. Awesome. It made a huge difference, this, this combat. In fact, the, yeah, the flaming sphere would be gone. This flaming sphere is gone specifically because of that stun three that occurred. So, nothing like just deleting a second level spell. Then, after Kestrel, it is the lizard, the remaining lizard that's here, is going to take kind of a step to the side, closer to the dais, so as to get Kestrel and Savatri in its gout of acid. You both need to give me reflex saves. Uh, Savatri got a 20. I get a 13. All right. 20 is a success. 13 is a failure. So, Kestrel, you'll take this damage. Savatri, you'll take half of this damage. Total of nine. That's terrible 3d6 rolls. Yeah, it's really bad. That's like me rolling damage. Now, nah, that's even better than me rolling damage. There's no ones in there. It's not quite that bad. It is Jebediah's turn. Jeb's just going to kind of fall to his knees and give Turtle his turn. And Turtle will run all the way to the west to flank Last Lizard. Nice. And attempt a bite. 26. Oh, yeah. 26 is a critical hit specifically because of flanking. Hell, yeah. 15. 15 damage. That is going to kill that lizard outright. And Jebediah will take two full turn actions to try to get this acid off of him. Ah, okay. I'll bring your save down to a 10 with that. 
Hit me with that D6. Don't be a six. Alright. Yeah, you are going to have to take this D6 damage. You take four points of acid Ooh. damage. But you rolled an 18, so you beat that persistence. Yep. Then after Jebediah, who is just barely clinging to life, wiping acid off of him. Moonlight. It's all stuck in his beard. That'd be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight's going to pull out their trusty book. Oh, no, you didn't. We're going to throw it at him. <laughs> oh, 27 to hit. <laughs> sake, that's a critical hit. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a critical hit. 23 damage. Wow. Very good. You want to know how much HP the priest had left? One. Yes. <laughs> Always when I get the critical, that means they're at, they're at like two hit points. Right. Which book do you use? You Do you use one of the, the Golden Laws books or... No, not yet. It's only if we keep those. I just used one of the random ones that I had picked up for, specifically for throwing at people. <laughs> oh, you must be you must be quite the reader. These are weapons. Congratulations, party. You Boom. successfully removed the last of the corrupted Gazran priests and retainers of the hermits of the Blessed Lightning. Village saved! We are heroes! And we're not even through book one! So join us again next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.